The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, August 21st edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend and is ready for the week. We've got the eclipse tonight. You know, everyone's making money on those funny sunglasses. Uh, don't uh, don't hurt yourself over something that happens only every 30 years. Everything will be fine. But um, the important stuff, MLB DFS, we have a seven-game evening slate to attack. With potentially some of the worst pitching in quite some time. Quite, quite some time. We have uh, two pitchers in the five-digit range. We will not be using any. We have some other pitchers, which we're just going to gamble on. We're just praying for double digits tonight. And that's about it. Get all the bats in the world and see what happens. But let's take a look at your weather briefly. Uh, Dodgers at Pittsburgh. You have small chances of rain. It shouldn't be a big issue, hopefully. Oakland-Baltimore, 30-ish percent chances. Again, hopefully not a huge issue. And then other than that, yeah, wind blowing out hard in New York, Arizona at the Mets. Baltimore will be a good hitting environment. And um, just keep an eye on the weather. Go from there. Let's take a quick look at your totals tonight. Dodgers-Pirates, 8.5. A's-Orioles, 10.5. D-backs-Mets, 9. Red Sox-Indians, 9.5. Mariners-Braves, 9.5. Rangers, Angels, waiting on one of the, uh, I got eight and a half. Brewers, Giants, eight. So as you can see, we have one eight, two eight and a half, two nine and a half, a nine and a ten and a half. We have offense. Yes, 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 we have offense. So let's get at it. You're pitching. You get two high-priced guys. You got Alex Wood and Cole Hamels. Good pitchers. That's fine. Alex Wood, he's earned that tag once in a while. He's not going deep into games. They've cut him off quite a few times. I cannot pay the price for him. If you want to roll the dice on tonight, I get it. It's that bad. I just can't do it. Cole Hamill, same thing. He's been good. He's not a big strikeout guy. The Angels don't strike out a ton. They're up to 22% against lefties. Or no, this one's not up to. They don't strike out a ton. I know they're around a 20% K rate versus lefties. Um... I, I can't pay that rate. I'm going down, and your next guy is Garrett Cole to 8700 bucks. I'll take the gamble against the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is a very risky gamble, to say the least. 
You have Cole, who's been a very, very good pitcher for the most part this season. He has his normal hiccups that most pitchers have. Get you around 15 points a game at home. He's been better on the road. Has not seen the Dodgers yet this year. Coming off 19.3 points at a good Milwaukee team where he struck out 9. 25 points, 8 at Detroit. Where he struck out 7. He has 5 or more Ks in 3 of his last 4. Or, or in all 4. 7 or more in 3 of his last 4. Facing the Dodgers, who strike out over 22% of the time. You got Garrett Cole striking out about 22%. Doesn't walk many. Hard contact's good. Ground ball percentage, 45.5%. All looks good. Dodgers have a total of 454. It's like six lowest on the slate. These are all good things. Righties hit 292. The problem is with Garrett Cole, it's always the what's going to happen. If he does well, he shuts these guys down. If he doesn't, it's an ugly night. Lefties hit 356 off Garrett Cole. The Dodgers have a lot of lefties. A lot. It's just what's going to happen. We saw Justin Verlander shut them down. Verlander's better than Cole, but not a lot. When Cole's on, Cole's just as good. On a night like tonight, you're going to have to give him a look, and Cole at 87 is definitely on the radar. Next up, my top pitcher on the night, and this is insane to say, but Zach Davies, 8400 bucks at AT&T Park, one of the best pitchers, ballparks, baseball. Going up against the San Francisco Giants, Davies averaging 14.6 points per game at home, coming off 15.6 against Pittsburgh. Struggling against Minnesota, his last road start was at Tampa Bay, getting you 22 points. Then the 17-6 at home in Chicago, 31-7 at Washington, 18-4 at Pittsburgh, a 10-8, 15-3 at Chicago, 15-3, 16-8 at Atlanta. He's been very, very, very good, minus that hiccup against the Twins. So 9 out of 10 starts, he's double-digiting 8 of 10, 15 or more. 8,400 against those Gigantes, who have hit better. I keep saying with these youngsters, it's interesting to watch what they do. Still, not that good. Davies, is the, the Giants, they strike out 19.2%. Again, more than that. The last 30 days, Davies is 19th best on the barrel FIP. The only guy tonight on the top 30 barrel FIP. Uh, Davies is only getting barreled 0.61% of the time. Not a big strikeout arm. A little less than 15% K rate. That part stinks. There's where he doesn't get a lot of his points, but the K, uh, the walks are low, hard contacts low. Giants have the lowest total of 394. Lefties do hit 333. Righties 311 off Davies. Would you be surprised if Davies got hit around? No. But on this slate, he is my top option. So up top, you got Davies, then Cole, and now we go down below. This is going to be a quick one, folks. You got Chris Stratton at $6,800 for the Giants. At home against the Milwaukee Brewers. If you are not using Zach Davies, I have no problem using Chris Stratton. These are punts, and you're going to punt a lot tonight because it's that bad. Coming off a really good start of six and two-thirds, five hits, nowhere in one walk, ten strikeouts against the Washington Nationals for 35.4 points. Prior to that, a start against Arizona for 9.3, five innings, two earned, four walks, four Ks. He doesn't give up a ton of earned runs of late and since his recent trip back from AAA. Um... Stratton facing a Milwaukee team that strikes out almost 26% of the time. Stratton's carry rate's about 20%. Walks have been an issue. Low ground ball rate, low hard contact, good swinging strike rate. He was a good strikeout pitcher in the minors. Righty strikeout about 22, 23% against him. Lefties about 18 or 19. Um, the Brewers have the third lowest total of 4.06 on the slate. Um, lefties 388, righties 276. Stratton at 6800 bucks is definitely a play. I might be having a lot of lineups with my three punt options because, you know, Davies and Cole, 
they're really, really good. I'm gonna have, you're just going to have to mix and match because it sucks. There's so many good payout tournaments on DraftKings today, and it's on this slate. Why can't they do that on like tomorrow night's 15-game slate or something like that, or a Friday night 15-game slate? Let's make it where we can get real crazy, DraftKings. But no, they got to do it on a crappy seven-game slate like this. It's yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. So strat number one, you got Wade Miley. Last night I was making lineups. It was Ubaldo Jimenez. Now it is Wade Miley. <clears throat> I was really looking forward to Ubaldo. He was my top option. Not there anymore. So Wade Miley we take a look at. He's <clears throat> 6500 bucks at home against the Oakland A's, the strikeout-heavy Oakland A's. Miley coming off a 7.7 start against Seattle in Seattle, but prior to that, at Oakland, seven innings, three hits, no earned, three walks, seven Ks. Five or more Ks in three of his last four. Before that, 7.7 at Seattle is 30.2 at Oakland, 13.1 against Detroit, 17.7 at Oakland. All three of those starts you'd gladly walk away from. Again, one start against Oakland this year looks very, very good. It's Wade Marley. You know it could get ugly. But the A strikeout 24.4% of the time versus lefties. Miley has a walking problem, a low swinging strike problem, but he has a 51.2% ground ball rate, which is very, very intriguing. The A's have one of the highest totals at 4.93. Lefties 282, righties 364. As a team, though, the A's have a 294 Woba against lefties and only a 147 ISO. So they have struggled against lefties of late. That, was, that, that Woba is actually the worst on the slate versus their hand, and it's even worse than the Giants. At 297 versus lefties. Um, you got like Chris Davis and you know Chapman and Healy. So, some guys to worry about. But as a whole, they've struggled. Could Wade Miley get hit by anybody? Yes. Maybe Wade Miley stares at the sun during the eclipse and can't even pitch the sixth inning. All possible. But um, on this slate at 6,500, he is in play for me. Last but not least, Tyler Skaggs of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, 6,700 bucks. At home against the Texas Rangers, um, he faced them once this year. Ten, or faced them twice this year. Combined ten innings pitched, six earned, eleven Ks for an average of eleven point eight DraftKings points. Thirteen point nine at Washington, nineteen point five at o- at Seattle, four point two against Oakland, eighteen point nine at Texas. Those are his four last starts. Even eighteen four against Toronto, thirty point two against Kansas. Oh, those are back in April. So since he's been back on. Uh, August 5th, it was 4.2, then 19.5, then 13.9. Against a Texas team that really, really struggles versus left-handed pitching. Decent K rate on both sides of the spectrum. Another gamble worth taking tonight. So up top, it's Davies 1, Cole 2 for me. Down below, Stratton 1, Miley 2, Skaggs 3. Again, pitching is dreadful. Not even going to waste any more time on it. It is that bad. Let's get into all the bats we're going to be able to have. Because with pitching like that, you can just... Because you're going to target the, the punts we even target. You're going to target everybody. It, it's crazy time around here. Like Torino's at 3,500. If he was at home, he'd be better. The Rangers are a lot like the Diamondbacks, where they struggle immensely on the road. So there's something to think about there as well. But Dustin Garneau of Oakland, he's 3,400. Right-handed catcher for the A's versus Miley. I don't really feel like paying that much for Dustin Garneau, to be honest, but he's there if you need him. I'd probably look elsewhere, but just throwing it out to like Jan Gomes, 33 versus Erod. We can get behind that. Um, when it comes to the Indians, 493 total, third highest on the slate. Lefty's 344, righty's 304 versus Erod. Kelly Zunino in Atlanta. It's a little steep, but not horrible. 
when you slide down to where it's fun, you got like Kurt Suzuki, 3,200 versus Albers. If he makes the lineup, you had flowers at 36 versus Albers. Albers is a lefty, of course, for the angels. Um, Braves 480 total lefties, 199 righties, 470 off Albers. Extremely, extremely small sample size. So be careful there, but I'd rather pay down for Suzuki than flowers. Cause I want to blow it up on bats elsewhere. But if you want to be contrarian, you load up at the catching position. Um, got like Elias Diaz, 2,900 versus Wood if he gets the spot start, but I doubt he does. Um, Martin Maldonado loves his left-handed pitching. Handles isn't your average lefty, but if you want to go for him, 2,700 does bring back some value. Uh, Kevin Ploiecki or or Dearnod, 27 and 26 respectively against Taiwan Walker. The fly ball pitcher, wind blowing out in that ballpark to left. Other than that, Chris Stewart as a punt for 2K versus Wood. Jeff Mathis, 2K versus Gesellman. Check your lineups, folks. It's a rough one. Going over to first base, though, it gets fun. You got Goldie at 56, Freeman at 53, Edwin at 5K. Edwin loves himself some lefties, so keep an eye on Edwin at 5K. Cody Bellinger's day-to-day when he's 49 if he cracks the lineup. Eric Thames at 46. He's just not consistent enough for that price tag. But Chris Davis for the Baltimore Orioles, he went ding-dong yesterday. Price tag is back up. He's 4,500 tonight versus Smith. That is a great play. Baltimore, a great hitting environment tonight. Again, remember when it was great a couple nights ago when we went crazy on Machado and company? Machado, 50 points, three dongs. This is another good night. Smith, big-time contact pitcher for the A's. The Orioles are very, very much in play. Highest total on the slate at 5.57. Didn't even know that until I just saw it. Lefty's 352, righty's 316. So they should be chalky, but Chris Davis at 45. Yes, please. Yeah, Yonder Alonso. Nice left handed bat versus Fulty in Atlanta and Sun Trust Park. You know, Alonso's not lighting the world on fire. 3, 9, 7, 24, 7, 7, 6. Nothing crazy. Consistent, though, but not crazy. He's 4K against Fulty. Um, when you look at the Mariners, 4.70 total. Righty's 3.25. Lefty's 3.48 off Fulte. Fulte has negative points in three of his last four. Three of his last four starts, and that short, that fun, fun porch and right field for lefties. Alonzo at 4K is not too shabby. Uh, Ryan Healy, we mentioned how he loves his left-handed pitching. He's first base, third base eligible, 3,800. First Wade Miley, uh, so keep an eye on him. With the A's, like, uh, A's have a 4.93 total, second highest tied with the Indians. Lefty's 2.82, righty's 3.64 off Miley, so Healy is in play indeed. Mike Napoli, we mentioned how he hits lefties well. He's facing Skaggs, he's 3,800. Of course, he's not in Texas anymore where we crushed it with him, but he is in play at 38 if you need to go that route. A little farther down, you know, like Buster Posey at 37, not horrible. Uh, Wilmer Flores, 36, prefer him versus a lefty, not a righty, but I could see the upside. Uh, Albert Pujols, C.J. Cronbus, 3,500 each against Cole Hamels. We will definitely take looks at that. Um, against, yeah, we know how Cron's power versus lefties, Pujols power period. So Cron at 35, Pujols at 35, like both of those looks. You got Adrian Gonzalez and Chase Sudley, not the biggest world beaters in the world. They are left-handed bats versus Cole after fading. You got 3,400 for Gonzalez, 32 for Chase Utley. I'm looking at guys like Dominic Smith of the New York Mets at $3,000. Don't mind this at all. 
Again, not lighting the world on fire. We did go deep on Saturday for 18 points. It's Boomer Bust, 0 18 Powers there. The average is going to come around. Good matchup for Taiwan Walker. Smith at 3K could be in play tonight. And other than that, you take a look at the lineups. Maybe Marte cracks it for the Angels at, thir- at 2700 but probably paying up at the position. Second base, Jose Ramirez, 48, yes. Kipnis, meh. Like me some scope at 46. Definitely in play. Neil Walker at 45 is not bad. Still steep prices. They're pricing Milwaukee up like they're still in Coors. I know Stratton's not great. Milwaukee could torch him, no doubt about it. But these prices are steep for a pitching ballpark like AT&T. I'll still have some Brewers. There's no question there, but it's steep. Like Robbie Cano at 44 is outstanding against Fulton Evich in Atlanta. Great play. Outstanding play. Brandon Phillips against the lefty Albers. Righty's torch Albers, 4200 bucks. Very nice play there. Josh Harrison does hit lefties really well. He's 38 versus Wood. Um, you know, Ozzy Albies switch hitting 35 versus Albers. I don't know if I pay 35 for Albies, but he's in play. Chase Utley again at 32. I don't mind him as much at second base for 3,200. Definitely could get there. Got his Drupal Cabrera is only 3K versus Walker. He's not on fire of late, but four points in his, his average of four points his last 10. Zero yesterday within five, six, and seven. Before that, for 3K, five or more is not bad. Facing Walker, 3K for his Drupal, second base shortstop eligible. Very solid. Other than that, yeah, get Caleb Cowart, 2,500, but not much down here at all. Again, check your lineups. Third base, Manny Machado at 56 is great. That is a great play. Great, great, great play. Freeman at 53. Yeah, Beltre at 49 I like a lot versus Skaggs. Jake Lamb at 48 is not bad at all. Uh, Travis Shaw at 47 still a solid play. Still deep, but solid. Yeah, Rafael Devers, who's on fire, 45 so far. That's probably outside of Machado. That's my number two against Clevenger. Very much a good play. Ryan Healy at 38 is good. Mentioned Josh Harrison at 38. Solid plays below 4K for you right there. Kyle Seager, another Seattle lefty against Fulte. He's only 3,700. He can easily run into one tonight. I like Seager's upside on that one for 3,700. David Fries fates, hits lefties well. He's 36. Was not your average lefty, but it's not bad. And plus, you're only going to see Wood for five or six innings, and then bullpen comes into play. So your lefty, righty stuff, you never know what you're going to get after that. Uh, Matt Chapman, 2,900 versus Miley's not bad at all for below a 3K bat with some tremendous power. Other than that, you know, Sean Rodriguez will probably get the start for Pittsburgh. He's third base outfield eligible. He's there to face lefties. He is $2,100. And then Ryder Jones, first base, third base, Against Zach Davies, lefties versus Davies is what you want. Ryder Jones is only 2K. So if you want to get weird and make like some Wood and Hamels lineups, I don't care. It's just they're steep for what they are, but they could tri- bring back tremendous value. You could take some of these you know, Ryder Jones type plays and stuff and work with them. Shortstop, Elvis Andrews, 5K, yes. Tim Beckham at 48 versus Smith, yes. Very nice play there. Corey Seager at 47 versus Cole's not bad. If Cole's off, Seager should do well. Gene Segura at 46, not bad either. Lindor at 42. You like Lindor right-handed versus lefties more than left-handed versus righties. So Lindor will be right-handed tonight, 4,200 versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Like that a bit. Marcus Simeon crushes left-handed pitching. He's 41 versus Wade Miley. So some good shortstop options here, all the way down to the low fours. As you drop down below four, though, it gets a little 
different. But Dansby Swanson, 3,400 versus Albers. He's been a little better of late since his return. 17 points yesterday. He's averaging eight, or basically eight points his last 10. 17, 10, 4, 18, 5, 12, 5, 3, 5, 0, his last 10 games. He's 3,400. Another right-handed bat versus Albers. That's not a bad play. Should be contrarian unless people are paying up everywhere else and saving there. But not a bad play with Dansby Swanson versus Albers. I can definitely look some more into that one. Other than that, like Brandon Crawford, 31 versus Davies isn't bad. Even Orlando Arcia, 31 versus Stratton. Juba Cabrera again at 3K. You mentioned him earlier. And then you go, no, you're not going there. Yeah, check lineups for the rest. But some decent options down below. Uh, the low threes if needed. Center of the outfield and wrap her up. A nice quick Monday edition here. You got Trout at 5,400. He's definitely in play. No questions about that. After Trout, we got Nomar Mazzara. It's okay. Lefty, lefty, though. J.D. Martinez at 52. Yes, he went deep yesterday. He's pretty solid every night, especially nights like tonight. You got Nelson Cruz at 51. Preferred lefties versus Fulty, but it's not horrible. Bellinger at 49, Braun at 49, but then you got guys like uh, Peralta at 47 I can get behind. K with a Chris Davis at 46 versus Miley's definitely in play. Adam Jones at 45 is not bad at all. Michael Conforto batting lead, lead off at 45. One thing I do want to mention, Taiwan Walker is the definition of GPP. He's boomer bust. We know his upside is tremendous. I know I'm giving you a pitcher late, but it just dawned on me. I, I meant to say it to you guys earlier. He's, like I said, big-time boomer bust. The Mets strike out about 20% of the time. Walker strikes out guys about 20.5%. Big-time ground ball rate. And you're facing a Mets team that is so depleted since they've made all these trades. It's like, uh, if I don't know if you guys pay attention to Barstool, but KFC Barstool is a diehard Mets fan. And the lineup that came out on a Saturday or Sunday he quote tweeted it and said this is a minor league lineup. And it is. Dominic Smith, you know, you got um, Rosario, the Ploiecki, Dayarnode, you, know, you got Conforto, Suspedes. Those are like your main two. It's a very, very rundown lineup. Ligaris is out there. Uh, Wilmer Flores. They're guys that have potential, but as a whole, their lineup isn't good. So, Taiwan Walker, you know, the Mets have the fourth lowest total at 439. Lefty's 308, righty's 330. Uh, wind is blowing out, which is scary, but he's only 7800 bucks. So Taiwan Walker, I do want to mention him. I didn't want to until I, I met, looked at it last night and I forgot all about it this morning because I didn't have it on my notes. It was when I was doing some other stuff, but he is another option up top. When I recap, I'll throw him in there, but Walker is in play if you want to go that way. But if you don't, Conforto at 45, outstanding. Um Got Ender and Ciarte. Benintendi at 44. That's a nice looking play there. The Grandy Man versus Garrett Cole. Grandy Man took Verlander off the foul pole yesterday. He's 4,400. You got the likes of Suspedis at 43. Um, starting Marte at 4K. I'm skipping some of like the Broxtons and Santanas. They got upside. I just hate using a ton of bats in that ballpark, especially at night. But if you want to. Rajai Davis, 3,900 against Miley. We know Davis' history versus left-handed pitching. Trey Mancini, lefties, righties, doesn't matter. Has a lot of power versus righties. He's 3,900, first base outfield eligible. If you want a cheaper piece of that Baltimore lineup, uh, he's averaging 7.1 his last 10, three homers in his last 10. Good young ball player. McCutcheon, you're getting a discount tonight. He's 3,800 versus Alex Wood. If you're not using Wood and you want to be contrarian, I know he's only averaging 5.2 his last 10. 
Hit 12 points last night. 3800 bucks does have some nice upside there, especially when they get rid of the close or go to the bullpen. Denard Span at 38, definitely in play. Hunter Pence, 38, not bad. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. at 37. They, they keep batting him ninth, which in theory, second leadoff hitter. But he's swinging it really well. 19 points last night, averaging 7.7 his last 10. Um, 19, 8, 11, 8, 11, his last five. They showed a 0, a 9, a 7, then a 4, and a 0. So, like, his last eight games, seven or more points, that's pretty solid stuff going against Clevenger at 37. Clevenger's a really good pitcher, lots of strikeouts, but also gets hit around a lot because he'll start walking guys, get serving it up. Makes for an interesting play at 3,700. Seth Smith, 37, is not horrible. Matt Kemp, a rice right-handed power bat for the Braves versus Albers. Off the DL recently, 3,700. Not a bad play there. Like Jared Parker, 37, very solid as well. You look at uh, Ben Gamble. If he cracks the Seattle lineup, there's another left-handed bat that will be low-owned against uh, Atlanta. He's 36, Fultonevich, lefties, you know. As we go down, you like Jose Azuna's good versus lefties and Wood at 35, but I'd probably look elsewhere. The tragic story over the weekend, Jock Peterson back to AAA out of left field. I got Brandon Geyer, who loves himself. Some lefties. Geyer is 3,400 versus Eduardo Rodriguez. He's not he's not hitting it great of late, but it's a good matchup for him. Uh, you know, I love... Dwayne Calhoun's been hitting. I used him again over the weekend for another homer, but it's a lefty, so I'll stay away tonight. Puig swinging it well. Same with Zimmer. Zimmer's been swinging it better of late, but both not the best matchups. So we'll try to look elsewhere. Leonis Martin is a nice $3,300 outfielder for the Mariners. Another left-handed bat versus Atlanta. See, I, I, I looked at Fulty for a split section, but there is so many lefties Seattle can throw out there. Now, they don't have the DH tonight, so we'll see how they break it down, but very interesting options for them. Now, as we get to 3K and below, it gets the usual, what are we going to do? Um, you got like Boog Powell. He's a lefty, though, so I doubt he cracks the Oakland lineup, but he's swinging it a little better of late. Not great, but uh, so we'll keep an eye on him. Like Brandon Nemo, another one of the uh, Mets AAA bats. He's been leading off first righties as a left-handed bat. He's 2800 bucks. got seven points yesterday uh, in a pinch hit roll. But overall, average of three points his last 10 games. But not horrible if you want to punt play. At least he's leading off, has a potential against the guy that we know can get hit at times. Uh, other than that, it's going to be, it's getting to that time of the year. You're going to see what lineups come out because they're starting to bring up so many different names, different depths of rosters. Like um, the lefty Carlos Moncrief, outfielder for the Giants, been playing a lot lately, three points yesterday. He's averaging about three points a game. His last 10 overall in the season. That's all he's really played. He's only 2K. If you want a, a major punt, I'm not excited about it, but it's definitely an option. He was good in the minors. He just hasn't figured it out yet at the bigs. Story of a lot of the Giants minor league bats. So there you have it. Recap your pitching up top. You could go Hamels and Wood if you want, but then you got down down in the, the middle range, Davies 1, Cole 2, Taiwan Walker 3. And then down below, Stratton 1, Miley 2, Skaggs 3. Let's look at your BVP on the slate. Small samples with Trey Mancini versus Chris Smith. Makes me want him even more now. He's three for three. Out of those three hits, one double, two home runs. Chris Davis, two for two with a double. 
Uh, Wellington Castillo, one for two with a double. Adam Jones, two for six with two home runs. Tim Beckham, one for three with a triple. Trumbull, one for four with a homer. They liked seeing him. Uh, Versus Wade Miley, Rajay Davis, four for 14 with two homers. Not bad. Uh, K with a Chris Davis has taken him deep. Marcus Simeon, four for 13 with a triple. So that game, it's going to be a great hitting environment for both clubs. So it could be really interesting. Um, the Pirates versus Alex Woods. Darling Marte, 4 for 13 with a double. McCutcheon, 4 for 16 with a double and a homer. Josh Harrison, 4 for 16, two doubles. Obviously, Cutch and Harrison only hit 250, but does show some upside. Puig, 5 for 9 with two doubles off Garrett Cole. Curtis Granderson, 3 for 10 with a triple. Edwin Encarnacion, 4 for 13 with a double and a homer off of Eduardo Rodriguez. Brandon Geyer, 1 for 3 with a homer. Rafael Devers, 2 for 2 with a double off Clevenger. Vasquez, 2 for 2 with a double. Mookie Betts, 2 for 3. Eduardo Nunez, 2 for 5 with a double off of Clevenger. Not having a lot of big samples on this slate. Um, Brian Dozier, uh, it's a double hitter. That's why it's not on the slate. We don't get it. That's why it's only seven games. Um, Jeffrey Marte versus Cole Hamels, 3 for 8 with a homer. Cameron Maben, a guy I did not mention, but he's in play if you're targeting Hamels. 13 for 41, four doubles and a triple. Marte was at $27 first baseman, by the way. Martin Maldonado, 3 for 9. Pujols, a uh, double and three homers, but only hitting 205 career off of off of him, off of Mr. Hamels. Elvis Andrews, 6 for 12 with a double and a triple off of Tyler Skaggs. Chu, 3 for 4. Beltre, 3 for 11. Other than that, that is all she wrote at the BVP department. That's all she wrote for MLB DFS Quick Hits. Get on, get your Orioles, get your A's, the usuals there. Rangers aren't horrible. Um, Indians are interesting, but Braves I like a lot. The righties versus Alvarez. I love the lefties with the Mariners versus Fulte. Very much in play as well. Mix and match, get weird, because it's an ugly seven-game slate. You're going to have to get really, really weird on this slate. So check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Um, Doc will have his latest, I believe it's Pac-12, and I don't know who he matched up. I didn't get a word on that, but they, they recorded it recently. It'll be out soon. You got uh, Around the Bases, episode 25, with myself and Mo, STL Cup of Joe, talking Cardinals. Got a guest lined up for tomorrow night's episode. We got uh, Bench with Bubba with Matt Modica, episode 48, Fantasy Baseball, what you need to do the rest of the year. Previewing like draft strategy, some players to target late in drafts at each position for your fantasy football drafts, plus some Game of Thrones talk before last night's insane episode. Every week's been outstanding. I'll be recording another Bench with Bubba tonight with Matt Wolbert of FNF Fantasy talking IDP players, a thing that's starting to trend up in a big way in fantasy and just not talked about a ton. So that should be a great, great podcast. Really looking forward to that. Or 4-for-4 four four football. Why did I say FFP? 4-for-4 four four football. Totally screwed that one up. But good guy, F uh, IDP expert. We have another uh, always pressing recording night getting ready for the FedEx Cup playoffs. So tons and tons going on. NASCAR was good over the weekend. UFC's back shortly. McGregor, uh, Mayweather this weekend. Tons going on. So let's get it in. Hit me up at Twitter, at BDNTrick, with your questions so I can help you out. More importantly... Good luck tonight on your seven-game slate. This was MLB DFS Quick Quits, your Monday, August 21st edition. I'm out.